0: Now boarding for rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more.
1: Welcome, everyone, to the 2022 Annual Joycast Awards. Like we do for the past 2022 years, we're gonna talk about our favorite things that happened that just in entertainment that spawned from the past year, or at the least, we experienced them for the first time this year maybe we'll see maybe i didn't really look at it i didn't look at everyone's notes i only looked at mine (laughs) um but yeah before we get started though we do have a little bit of news because there are no manga to talk about this week our triumvirate is all on break um starting with and that, that gets into our first set of news horikoshi sensei is sick no and go figure he's been going at it hard to what degree we don't know However, this did not stop Shonen Ashuesha uh, from publicly opening his uh, publicly showing his schedule that shows that My Hero Academia at the very least is going to mid to late March. So we know oh. that much, but as I was saying on our on our private Discord, we'll see you fuckers in May. <laughs> this this ain't ending in March. No way, especially if he just took an involuntary break this week. There's no way. But uh we wish him the best though because my god I, I, I'm, su- I'm surprised it happened now. I'm surprised it happened now. But how nice it happened right before the holidays, so he'll get a little extra time. He deserves it. Um, yeah, uh-oh.
2: Horikoshi, just enjoy your KFC over the Christmas. Period. That's
1: right! <laughs> Japan, Japan. Japan loves Christmas KFC cake Christmas.
2: cake and KFC! Yeah, the, co- the corporations lied and went, well, Americans fucking love eating KFC <gasps> at Christmas.
3: I we mean, should, we like, we really we like it get all the time. We Christmas cake, though. That would be awesome. It's like this strawberry cream cake. It's so fucking Honestly, good. when it comes to all
1: the dumb corporate shit, I actually like that
3: tradition. It's funny. It's a meme. I, I think it's great.
2: I prefer a nice bit of uh. I don't That's know, market states, Like beef. I like our big fucking is. steak at Christmas.
1: A steak on Christmas? Well, Unfortunately, in our household, there's a steak like every Beef loin,
2: really. Yeah. A bit. A bit. A big That's fucking piece of beef that you can just carve off whatever you want, really. We well, don't God do, like, Christmas.
3: You're talking about a brisket, aren't you?
2: We don't call it brisket. We just call it a big fucking piece of beef.
1: So it is brisket. That's too many syllables. It's got to be more efficient. We call it brisket. Yep. No. Two That's syllables. big
2: fucking piece Very of Christmas American. beef.
3: Straight into the point.
1: I, okay, now that he keeps saying it, and it's definitely his voice that I love so much, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of warming up to this. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, you say it, then.
2: You two should have a big fucking piece of Christmas beef.
1: Now say brisket. (laughs) Say brisket. Brisket. Don't worry, Val. Someday I will have your big piece of Christmas beef. (laughs) I will. I will accept it all. Um, So next up, uh, Jump Festa, which is happening. We're recording on a Friday. This is happening over the weekend. So when this episode comes out, Jump Festa will already happen. I'm placing my bets now that one more My Hero Academia movie will be announced.
2: Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised. Make it the last my Hero Academia. Movie. Oh wait, they can't. They they agreed to like six, didn't they?
1: They agreed to ten, but then they oh, back out. It. They agreed to ten, and we've had this discussion before, where Horikoshi's like, bro. I ain't gonna be here in, like, three years, yeah. so, like, you, gonna, y'all figure
2: this out. This I was gonna say, so they, like, backed,
1: they backed away. They, 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 I was they, gonna they, say, quite they,
2: frankly, that is a ludicrous number of films. Like, they would have to is do what Pokemon's it, look how many doing. movies
1: Dragon Ball and Naruto have. Like,
2: it, yeah, And all of those movies fucking suck.
1: Right? And that's what <laughs> they wanted, because guess what? They still made money. Um, I I, know,
2: I I didn't watch. I know you like the second movie. I never watched the second movie. I watched one My Hero movie and went, you know what? That's enough. I don't need to see. Uh
1: freaking Two heroes sucks. That's just a over overly stretched out episode. Regular like OVA episode, of my argumentation. The
2: abridged is better.
1: Two heroes yeah. is fucking great. So I said that Two I just said it again. Heroes Rising. Heroes Rising. The fucking, fucking tiles phenomenal. are so bad.
2: It's so easy to get them mixed up.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, but Heroes Rising is fucking phenomenal. World Heroes Mission is okay. But the animation is so baller, like it's cinematic fucking mm. animation. That's why it gets to stay. So mm-hmm. what do we get next? Uh, you, we, have had this speculation before where we think it's gonna be, it's gonna come out for like the ending of My Hero, like it's gonna be My Hero graduation or My Hero summer vacation. Like it's gonna be something like
3: that. Do you think it's gonna be a fan? My,
2: my Hero the nope. Musical. They, <laughs> that would be a like, good what? thing.
3: That would be amazing. I would actually watch that. I would they go, go out one
2: piece my way film to see red. That was so fucking successful why don't we do our own musical anime movie
1: they would never
2: why they not did their
1: lazy version of that where they did the ova with the comedian uh hero We're like oh, oh this, this is a hero that makes Mr. everything Smiley. funny and laugh like bro you're just one you're just like what you're you're one log line away. it was yeah it was a villain you're one log line away from mayhem and the music meister from batman the brave and the bold
0: you also <laughs> watch that
1: it's fucking incredible um but yeah um I, I guarantee they're going to announce another movie. Like, if not, big shock. That, that would be shocking. But what's interesting about this year's Jump Fest is they are streaming it live. Oh. Y'all, oh. everyone can watch this happen live with live English translation. That's cool. That is so cool. Unfortunately, I doubt they're going to... Like, I was reading the contract on it. You can't, like, react to this on YouTube, which is like... Mm because like their, their copyright holders are gonna fucking flag it where they're gonna take your shit down So like god damn that would have been so much fun to do for a stream but i guess was, we'll I,
3: just have to talk about it on your podcast
1: but i was uh, but, uh yeah and how long before it's irrelevant because we're gonna be off for like two weeks oh yeah hmm. um but uh because this, this is the last this is our last podcast for the year 2022
3: that's right, that's right. Uh, this is already right.
2: the very last one like are we not even going to be able to squeeze one in after christmas
3: um.
1: Let's see, because we're gonna be off next week, the twenty third, which is the Christmas break. So we'll be recording next on the thirtieth before New Year's Eve. So the next episode doesn't come out till January six. Okay, so start, go, I'm going so so could... the next episode doesn't come out till January second, if we decide uh... not to take that week off either.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. True. True. True.
1: It's gonna be weird. We're not guaranteeing, but it's gonna be two or three weeks off for
2: the mm-hmm.
1: podcast. Um. But um. Yeah, uh, they're not gonna let us react, and that's a huge shame because that that could be a huge boon for the industry. Like, if you if you made JumpFest a part of the YouTube Twitch streaming meta, it would it would be a huge boon for the manga industry. And Japan's copyright is just so pearl clutchy, man. It it hurts them. It's such a shame. It's such a shame because. That would be
3: cannibalizing it, itself.
1: It would be that would be a fun event, annual event, like because now because um E three is basically done. We have summer game fest. Oh,
3: for real? Otherwise, Wait, this is news oh, to me. When did I mean, E three's
1: been dying for years, oh. and this year they just didn't yeah. bother. Oh, oh. not you know? the they're just like we just yeah. no one wants to be here. <laughs> no one has no
3: anything one to, be to say that anyone cares about. The fact of the matter is, about.
2: all the big video game companies are just hosting their own because they've got so many yeah. like smaller companies under them Which they've got enough content to just be like this is coming it's not
1: because honestly, all these things are just indie ti- they're just indie titles that's all they are and then mm-hmm. you get occasionally something interesting scattered across may june july august it's like it's basically e3 has been stretched like it's it's indie not good indie titles
3: fuck though
2: a lot like, a lot of indie hate. titles nowadays aren't even indie titles anymore to be honest yeah that's
1: true that's true but but, like, but what i'm getting at is that E3 is now stretched over several months. It yeah. doesn't feel special anymore. Mm. So what do we have? Nintendo Directs? There's no more Smash Bros. There's no mm-hmm. more threat of a Mario trailer. The trailer is out. What event? What, what YouTube meta streaming announcement event meta that people can universally enjoy or grow to learn to enjoy in the case of manga? Because right now, what, I, I, we, we've had this discussion before where One Piece's reputation has been harmed in the West. But these new Zoomer YouTubers are bringing One Piece back to the mainstream. Kids like One Piece because YouTubers are talking about it. What a great time to get YouTube really into banga now. Mm. And, and all you gotta do is stop clutching your fucking pearls and let people do live reactions to your fucking Jump Festival event. Like it'd be fun. It would be. It would be great. It would be really great. But they're gonna miss out. But I think in time. It'll take maybe about thirty years. I think Japan <laughs> will catch up to us. Like we need, we need the right. old, we need the the old people need to die. But by that point, there might not be enough people in Japan to run it. So Japan might just sink I'll into the ocean. I'll tell you what's going to happen years.
3: because here's here's the state of the job market in Japan. It's getting easier, as I understand it, to immigrate because they don't have enough young people to backfill when these like. Ancient here's dudes a, finally a, die saying, or retire. Yeah,
1: it's e- getting easier to immigrate. It's still fucking no, 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 hard. Hang
3: on, though. Hang on. Let me, it let me still finish. Let me fucking finish. Sucks. Let me finish. So I think what's going to happen that's actually going to change the industry, rather than Japan's uh, youth coming in and, like, taking the industry by storm with their cool new ideas, I think they're going to bring in, like foreign influences, like I think they're going to oh, start absolutely. having immigrants oh, really impact their business practices. But they got to get
1: conservative leadership the fuck out right now. We need we need attack on Titan you know, out women, of the fucking zeitgeist.
3: Like it's so conservative, conservative over there that it's like one of two countries in the world where by law, when a woman gets married, she must take her husband's last name. They recently shot down a law on this that would have changed it. They were like, mm, no, like, it's but, crazy. But yeah, like,
1: but there, there's a, like, this is what I'm, for once, I'm going to recommend Trash Taste Podcast. Because these guys can tell you the immigrant experience in Japan. Or even better, mm. my personal favorite, my favorite YouTube channel Abroad in Japan. He'll tell you what oh, it's I like. Oh, I watched that one. You, you'll, he'll tell you what it is like being a "Quote unquote foreigner mm-hmm. in Japan, Gaiju. it fucking sucks. It's actually
2: really on the topic though of immigration in Japan. It is pr- it is absolutely needed, but I understand why Japan is very fucking touchy with its culture because people will come to the country and they won't respect their culture. And no, as it, no, do no, it, like it, 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 it's
1: true. No, yeah, that, that's absolutely fucking true. But." You'd be surprised how many people do. I would say it's such a cultural
3: force in the world right now, not just from like an anime and manga perspective, but like internationally, Japan has impacted, at least in the media, like the entire the world most. at a scale that is comparable to US oh, yeah. media. Ghost it's in crazy. the Shell
2: and everything, Paprika-inspired, what was it, um, that dream film?
3: That Inception. fucking
2: love. Inception, yep. thank you. Yeah, like, like, no, yeah, it's ab- absolutely. weird that it's
1: taken this long Akira. to really realize the impact that Japan r- has really had on everything. It's There's important. a fucking Romanian
3: dub of Sailor Moon. Like, that's fucking crazy. So anyway, um, what do we have news-wise otherwise? We got a little off-topic no, there. Yeah, we really
1: did, but, um, next, though, is, uh, the Pokemon anime. This morning, I woke up and got the, the update. Yeah. Uh, so the, I kept hearing Satoshi.
3: I'm like, yeah. he's watching some Pokemon updates.
1: So, Pokemon Company has now finally announced that in a, I'm this is this surprises me. In 11 episodes, I thought it was gonna be done this week. Mm-hmm. They're gonna do 11 more episodes, and then the Ash arc. is done. It's Ash's fucking swan song arc. All right, I gotta watch. And it's done, I've, and they're making I'm a new Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet anime with new protagonists. Yes!
3: I'm oh my surprised there's only think they'll use any of the protagonists? game protagonists? Because I will cry if they don't. No, no, they're, they're, I mean, they're that, using completely characters. new. New original characters, characters. Okay, but do you think they'll run into...
1: I would assume so. I
3: hope they, so. That's the thing, though. They, they haven't shown shit. That's the thing. They haven't shown
1: shit. All it was was a still promo image for that.
3: Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. So,
1: like, so so they have not announced the studio. Like, for me, the fact that they're giving 11 more episodes to the current arc, mm-hmm. that is a Hail Mary pass. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck is doing that? It can't be Oriental Light and Magic. Like, who's doing the new anime? Is it still... Did they broker a new deal with OLM and, like, find some new animators? This is very... This is fucking fascinating. But, that being said, 11, 11 new episodes. How are these even going to get done with the current fucking animator wolves that they have? How do you think? They're going to look... They're going to be terrible. There's going to be recap episodes. People are going
3: to die.
0: There's like, gonna be
1: re, There's going to be recap episodes. Like, they say 11 episodes, but, like...
3: But why not we'll, just make we'll, it one we'll, if you're we'll, gonna do it? We'll that. get
1: five in, and then suddenly it's gonna be recap episodes and shit, and it's gonna be like oh, I mean fuck. maybe, but
3: Or I it's think, gonna I, be like one piece where it has like the five-minute intro. They're getting oh yeah,
1: that too, but they're getting they're getting ahead of themselves with eleven. 11. If he said five, I'd be like, okay. But additionally,
3: remember, we don't know anything about what studios are assisting. Yeah, exactly. Like other that's assume, I'm touring. assuming they're
1: I'm assuming they're outsourcing right now. Yep. But I do understand why the number 11, because as I was asking around my sources, they said there was a 54 episode order. And when they get to that 11th episode, they will have fulfilled the contract.
3: Mm. They
1: had to get 54 episodes. This um, arc that they were doing got cut down and they went, "Uh Oh, what do we do with those final 11? Let's get the most attention possible in the shortest amount of time. Goodbye. Ash Kensham. He's right now since sunset. Everyone's gonna I, I'm watch. happy
2: for him. I, I mean, mean, I am.
1: But, um, I, yeah, th- that being said, this will will be an ass. Watch, he'll still be he'll in he'll the be movies. He'll be
3: back, he'll be a gym leader they'll be, or something. They'll be, they'll,
1: they'll, not even that, like, he'll just beat same old Ash. They'll, they'll have an episode where he shows up in the new anime. Yeah. Just you watch, it won't last. He'll just be
3: friends with Gita or something. It'll be great. Yeah,
1: d- just you wait. But, uh, do, okay, here's the short question. Short term, though. these it's new over. designs,
2: these new designs for the Pokemon characters. Yes. I don't think they have the staying power that Ash does, so I think from here on out they might just change the protagonist each season.
1: They, 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 they and just I might, would be happy. They to just that. might it might be a Digimon situation from here on out, and I am yeah. cool with that.
2: Which is it adds something interesting to it because Ash is obviously Ash is a very stagnant character. Obviously. I, like it's 20 he, years. Yes, he, yes. He's,
1: yes, except for Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon, mm-hmm. he really got to like be a character. Yeah? Like again, I can, I cannot recommend Sun and Moon enough. Like it was great mm. across the board.
3: Um, if bad, again, bad, if you're into oh, slice of life, if you're into slice bad. of life. Mhm. What is this anime called? I want to see their designs. Uh,
1: Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I assume that's what it's called.
3: Scarlet and Violet.
1: But they look pretty basic. Like it's it's yeah. it, it's nothing exceptional. It's nothing to It looks about. like I there
2: should be you. a third character because they got the three Pokémon in front of them and it looks just like they've color coordinated them to the Pokémon.
3: Yeah, there yeah, you go. Let's see. Oh, she cute. I love her.
2: But they yeah, look color coordinated to yeah, Scarlet their Vi- Pokémon. Yeah, so it no, feels no, like there they're, should they're be Scarlet a third.
3: And person. Is what they are. There probably mm. is. Like it's probably just a secret.
1: But yeah, that's still image is all we have. You can look up on Twitter, listeners. And the discourse is people are whining, like, oh, man, Ash is going, like, bro, you mother... You were the same... Y'all were the same motherfuckers when they did, they did that promo anime trailer for Black and White 2, and y'all went, man, this is what the anime should be now. Get a new protagonist, get more adult... It's never gonna get more adult. I'm sorry, but Pokemon anime uh, is for children. Like...
2: When did... Wait, 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 when... What's this about Black and White being more adult? What?
1: Black and White 2 had this trailer that to the discourse like oh wow it's darker and more adult like i mean it's more adult relatively to the original pokemon anime at the time but they they, black and white 2 did this series of trailers where they 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 they, 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 they animated key scenes from black and white 2 it was a really cool trailer Mm -hmm. um and it was basically i think that was the very first time where they started playing with the idea that eventually became pokemon generations and all those youtube uh Mm. those uh exclusive series yeah those were
2: cool those yeah. were like the best pokemon which, which is begun. what i
1: thought that we would continue doing because those are completely different studios and those generations are, those are, very those are cool. much less commitments
2: or was it pokemon origins or something
1: uh pokemon generations was what it was called in the u.s but there's also was... there's also Poketunes. and there's uh-huh. um there was uh twilight wings which was the promo for uh, so, you know
2: ever since you came to this podcast like you know talking everything it's just been so much pokemon <laughs> It has.
1: Hell yeah. Christina bets me about Pokemon, that's why. I sure do. I love
2: Pokemon. I know you both love Pokemon. And I oh. love you both, so I'm willing to hear
1: it. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you're about to hear about more when we get to our year up, which at this point,
3: should we just get right this to it? This is a great segue, isn't our first category <laughs> games anyway? I think our
1: yeah. first actually our first category so now we are gonna do the the 2022 annual joycast awards and our first better than the time that jesus was here even. yep our first actually we did our first we did our first podcast at the crucifixion remember oh yeah huh cody was crying was yeah very... that was part
3: of why it was so uncomfortable uh, but yes
1: our first category is best game aka most humanitarian crimes committed in the production of unfinished garbage woo and so since we were talking about pokemon well, Justina, you can introduce your first winner. Who do you What what do, what was your favorite game of 2022?
3: So, for 2022, I thought it was going to be Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh just cuz the Pokédex is so neat, but Pokemon Scarlet in spite of not bringing that back offers one so much content. I still haven't beaten the post game cuz I've just been making my teams for battle, but uh it's also just like everything i've ever wanted in a team of like rivals because they all actually have personalities as opposed to other times they've tried to do more than one rival and they become like really genuinely close friends and it's very wholesome the story made me cry i think they finally honed in on the perfect size for a pokedex in a main series game um so it just feels like very rich and like there's so much exploring to be done and, the, and then there's the new battle gimmick and typing which is really fucking cool. I wasn't sure about it at first. I'm like, that's kind of lame. That's all it does. But now that I've been getting more into like the meta for VGC, I'm like, oh, yeah, this I, is I, sick. I
1: agree. I think terrestrialization might actually be the best gimmick in My the series. My really? be- better Wex Better shop. than Mega Evolution. Honestly, I love Mega Evolution. I think this is better. It's incredible. It's but very, it looks it's
2: goofy very, as fuck, right? It
3: looks goofy. You're it, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
1: it, it, I mean, superficially, it looks goofy and dumb, but mechanically, oh, it makes the meta. Changer. It makes the meta very streamlined and clever.
3: It's a mm-hmm. whole new game. It really is. If you've ever played competitive Pokemon before, and this is your, uh, this is just another experience for you, doesn't matter. It kind of puts everyone on pretty equal a footing. New, yeah, it's a,
1: it's a, it's a new. So different it's a new clean meta streamlined more accessible than ever that's why i like i like the quality of life changes mm-hmm. obviously the, pefor- the performance of the game fucking blows yeah this is embarrassing but in spite of all that this is like this is the most complete official pokemon title my winner most fun my winner for my favorite game of 2022 is pokemon radical red a rom hack of Pokemon Fire Red that was in quotations completed this year, um, and so what is this? Like I said, it's a ROM hack of Pokemon Fire Red. So I can't tell you where to get it, folks, legally. But that's what Google's for. It's not difficult to acquire. That being said, it is a very challenging game. This is a game that is curated to every Pokemon fan. It, it is high. It is the most sh- complete, streamlined, challenging. And customizable classic Pokemon experience. You you make the game as hard or as easy as you want it to be. You can randomize it. You can nuzlock it. You can do whatever you want. It's the traditional Fire Red. It is a basically a boss rush. Trainers are uh, almost like that's one of the things that's so great about Pokemon Scarlet. They made trainers basically obsolete, except if you want to be rewarded with cool items. Pokemon Radical Red was the pioneer of this, where they went, we're going to make trainers, like, obsolete until the end game. Until then, it's just gym leaders and bosses. And they are exceptionally difficult. Every Pokemon through Gen 8 and every strategy and gimmick up to then is accessible here. Play the way you want, but be prepared to get your ass whooped the farther you climb. It is such a fucking fun experience i nuzlocke the fuck out of I'll it i'll
3: second that but i will not nuzlock it on on the grounds that i would cry yeah it's frustrating <laughs> It's frustrating. it really is but, but like, i love oh and i love seeing the sprites for the newer pokemon in the fucking like uh radical red style i just yep, love that it is style. it is
1: the last argument to bring the series back to its 2d roots because otherwise yep. scarlet and violet in a good way, are killing that idea. This is the first time, like... Basically, like... Legends Arceus was a tease. Mm. Scarlet and Violet... Sh- there's, like, no going back now. <coughs> there's no going back to classic games now. Like, they mm. finally figured... Three... They say Sonic had a rough transition to 3D. No, it was Pokemon. And for the yes. very first time, this if they can get the performance issues fucking fixed, Pokemon is definitely definitely now an open world 3d game they found it they oh, figured. Absolutely. they figured
3: it they out. took three passes at figuring it out because they also in sword and shield were playing with that shit yeah now but, they I, just I, but, need but I
2: had fire to give the ra- entire game studio and hire a different team
1: but as we learned as 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 we learned with um brilliant diamond shining pearl no no, <laughs> no. one no you can't put you can't just put Pokemon on the hands of another fucking studio it doesn't fucking work they, they, Put them in the they, hands they just look. don't get it.
2: I'm more looking forward to that fucking game where it's basically Pokemon, but you have a fucking AK-47 or something. What
1: are you talking about?
2: You, do you not know this game? Uh? Oh, God. Okay, okay. It's called fucking Palmons or something. It's basically Pokemon, but you run around this world with just a gun shooting at them and then, like, giving your Pokemon... Or Pokemon uh, replacements. I'm, I'm scrolling up this bloody chat I have where I bloody saw it yeah, last. Never
1: heard of it. You but, can I like... know, but I know that like a couple E3s ago they announced like this Korean game that's kind of like a Pokemon Yokai like crossbreed where it's like heavily. They did a tra- I think people remember if I say this. They did a trailer where the characters from the game dance like K-pop and shit with like fucking like motion th- sensors like. Uh, uh, motion capture like it was really weird and be like oh my Pal god World. this is gonna be what's that?
2: It's called Pal World, Pal World That's and it you're looks fucking about? ridiculous and that yet I awful. would ro- it, it, you can give like a little grass type monkey an SMG or something and mow down like
1: Okay, I fucking... see what you're talking about so yeah that seems like a fucking like, like non oh, yeah, fucking copyrighted fucking... version of that fucking game that was going around this year where you could just shoot Pokemon that YouTubers were playing Talking about the YouTube uh, again, but no, but the way I'm talking about the the, the supposed Pokemon basically. killer, um, highly graphically competent. I don't know. Again, we talk about humanitarian crimes being committed to get a game fucking going. I don't know how that game ever gets fucking complete or shows up the way it's being represented in trailers. Mm. But Pal World, yeah, I I see what you're talking about, but I yeah, I'm sorry, but there will, there will never be. If Digimon can't do it, no one can ever kill Pokemon. It's too big. I a don't kill. know. Digimon.
2: Digimon has too niche an appeal to its design philosophy. And, and, and
1: you think that these copycats are gonna do any better? What was that other one? There was a. There was a. There was another Pokemon fucking killer that came out on Steam like last year that just never quite mm, grabbed. It's like
2: people. Nexomon or something.
3: It was weird. Actually, yeah, yes, no, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Cause I, I, think downloaded three.
2: That. I think there's been like three. There's been a lot. There's been a lot.
3: People keep
1: bidding, but you just can't do too. There was to that fail, one though. where people, I but think, I got mad. There
2: was this one that before. came out that had that you didn't have to choose a gender or anything. It's just design your fucking character <laughs> or whatever. And it doesn't matter. And people were bitching about not being a boy or a girl in it for no <laughs> reason. It's like, Eat my ass, uh, should forget, it doesn't fucking matter. If anything in a video game that would be like better to just right? design you the the character you It's a video you the game. You it's
3: almost as if the body we're arguing over is just code, right? Like yeah. exactly. but Val, let's finally
1: get away from Pokemon. What yeah. was your favorite game of the year?
2: Elden Ring. Duh. Yeah, but there but were, were other games that I like. I barely played any games this year, but I and I cannot yeah. no, I say thought say about say it I really hard. Know. And because I'm such a contrarian, I tried to justify why it shouldn't be my game of the year, really, but I I, I couldn't justify it. Elden Ring is, as you said the other week, the truest realization of the Dark Souls gameplay. It's, it's probably like one of the
1: few, if if not the only game that actually fucking mattered this year, let's be it honest. It is
2: a sprawling open world that actually respects your fucking time by allowing fast travel off the very get-go. It is intuitive, and actually, when I say respects your time by including fast travel, it is also one of those games where if you had a Steam deck or something, and were playing it on the go, you could totally play that for like 30 minutes on a bus journey and be absolutely peachy with the amount of progress you have made with mini dungeons, and like, you know, just the Exploring the environment, you can get a lot done in a short amount of time if you know what you're doing or what you want to do. I think it is the perfect open world game that's ever been released and uh Ubisoft can get fucked. Their open world experience has been shit for like the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. And Elden Ring has just kicked ass in every regard. It is also an actual video game. It has cinematic elements, which, as you guys know, I complained about this the other week. I am not into. God of War does not appeal to me. All the more power to you all if you like God of War. I, 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 I,
1: I've talked about that. That bubble, I'm surprised, has not burst yet.
2: Yeah, It. I, I just want games now. I don't want to be forced to watch, like an hour-long goddamn cutscene. It wasn't good when Hideo Kojima do- did movie. it with Metal Gear Solid 4, and it's not that good when God of War does it. And I also really don't want a fucking walk-around game where the game forces me for, like, 15 minutes to walk and listen to a character exposit dialogue to me, to me or try 100%. to be funny.
3: 100%. I totally agree. But... But... Tell me why you have liked Elden Ring a little more so it's a great open world experience what does that look like to you well you just said it was very pick up and play and yeah, it
2: is extremely pick up and play you can just basically get on there look around say i want to go there see what's around and you can either get absolutely destroyed by what you encounter and like learn from it and just carry on because there's no real consequence to losing except Oh, you lose the ability to level up with what you collect and everything so you can really like just go in there and figure things out on the fly i have also been playing dark souls since day one not day one because that's demon souls i played dark souls when it first came out i didn't play demon souls because it was a ps3 exclusive and i absolutely loved it it is more of that essentially and i actually love the world building and lore and everything i am a sucker for that kind of stuff it
3: sounds like it scratches the itch like that those of us that are gonna wait the rest of our lives for the next uh elder rings series game or elder scrolls rather uh i think it so. sounds like it scratches that itch because like you know we're never getting anything past skyrim let's just face it
2: i saw um, did you see that starfield game no that's like uh the new uh Bethesda thing going on um honestly I really think this game has just shown how archaic people's like fucking mindsets towards these open world games actually are now
3: so you're saying it's like kind of revolutionary
2: it kind of is and yet it is at the same time simplistic in what it does it just hits Everything without being too overly complicated. Are there a couple issues with like. Basics is
3: always better, in my opinion. Like, they want to introduce all these intricate little features that are so new and innovative, but all they Mm -hmm. do is make everyone's life harder. Fuck you. Give me the The, basics. There was only
2: one thing I could actively like criticize Olden Ring about, and and it was that it was kind of hard to follow side quests all the way through because originally it wouldn't tell you where NPCs were in the world. If you walked past an area and just didn't notice them though, it would tell you on your map, oh, your friend is here, and it's the next part of, you know, whatever you're doing for them, so check that place out and find them. But, at the start it was like, I wonder where this guy is because I want to carry on that quest and I'd have to actively look online to do it and I mm-hmm. hate looking online for things, but it is right. absolutely the best game Of the year, in my opinion, and deserved its spot this year at the Game Awards. I was genuinely glad. I thought God of War was going to win it. Because I I do find that. We all
1: thought so, too. So it was very nice that it did.
2: Yeah, I was surprised last year when The Last of Us 2 won. I genuinely wanted Ghost Mm -hmm. of Tsushima to win. Because that game blew my fucking socks off.
1: Yep, the right one won. But um, Mm. So, best movie, aka best content, that's mercifully under three hours. And Belle and I have both got the same one, that almost kind of taunts that three-hour mark. Like mm-hmm. I think we 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 did a whole episode of the uh, the podcast dedicated to it, the Batman. Yeah.
2: the Batman. It was freaking sick. I actually I... forgot I watched it when we were talking about. Because it was because so thought... it was
1: so early this year. That's why. Right.
2: It was March, wasn't it?
1: It was February, dude. It was a Valentine's it was Day flick.
2: I think I saw it in March though.
1: Maybe, but um, I think
2: I saw it in March because the cinema was Maybe pretty it was early March. It.
1: But it feels like February. But man, I We have
2: not, different we have different release schedules in all fairness.
1: I didn't want to give it to a fucking superhero flick. But goddamn, this was the best genre film this
3: year. It was really it was. good. Like I I don't have it as my best film of the year, but there's fantastic arguments for it like it i can't deny it was very very good robert it's pattinson good, it's a good job shaking film. me to my core yes
1: robert pattinson doing fucking homework mm-hmm. Be- showing the mainstream fuckers why fucking twilight was ages ago like this yep. guy's had i'm a not cool just career a pretty boy i'm a then. pretty
3: boy who has edge you know like with God. fucking
1: acting shots. It, it was it was so good um but i do want to give a honorable mention to rrr which I still haven't
3: watched and really need Bollywood to. Bollywood flick end of the year. that two people
1: by storm. It's on Netflix. Oh my gosh, that was also just a good t- like Bat. The Batman is a good film. RRR is a good fucking time. Another long ass film that I that one could trim a half hour. It really could. Yeah. But um, oh my RRR is so fucking great.
2: I'll say my honorable mention is probably One Piece Film Red, just by process of elimination with it being the only other film I saw in cinema that came out Not good enough. Just because
1: you didn't see enough films, Film Red is not that good, I'm sorry.
3: As you know, I enjoyed it a lot. Certainly you saw other movies for the first time that maybe didn't come Mm -hmm. out this year that were better.
2: Oh, 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 so it doesn't have to be something that came out this year.
3: No, just something you consume for, for the first time, time this just year. Just fuck the rules.
1: Yep. Oh, it, just because I can't allow Phil Marad to be in your honorable mentions.
2: Uh, jeez, I don't know. That's a good question. Oh, uh, The Sleepers.
1: What's The Sleepers? Tell us. Sleepers
2: is about a couple of boys who get put into a, uh, juvie, essentially, after they steal a man's hot dog cart being little rambunctious rascals, they drop it down a subway tunnel and it, like, puts a man in a coma, or kills him, I think, and they get brutally molested by the prison guards, one of them played by, uh, what's it it called? Footloose himself. Kevin (laughs) Bacon? Kevin Bacon, Bacon. yeah. What the Um, fuck? Yeah, Kevin Bacon rapes boys in that film brutally and uh they come back for revenge and they kill him and their friend who is their prosecuting lawyer their friend who is prosecuting them is actually secretly working with them to reveal the horrors that happened at that juvie
3: you know what you know what film red is fine <laughs> film, Red <is> fine. <laughs> <laughs> film Red is fine. Val's honorable mention is Film Red. Everybody, that's what you
2: heard. <laughs> it's a it's a really good film. It's Steve, a re- it's a courtroom drama. It's super good.
1: Get, get rid of our me Val's basic ass piss pick your
3: artful fucking uh, <laughs> my choice. artful pick that is also excellent
1: ironically Colin Farrell also in this film Colin
3: Farrell he was in the, the Batman he was in the, the Batman fucking most in this film so my 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 film of the year is the Banshees of in in nice Sharon. Sharon. yeah um and it's about it's just this really clever allegory right it's so incredibly gracefully done i put in my notes jokingly that the cranberries must be losing their shit right now because it's like a funny version of zombie you know like it's so the allegory that's going on right um you see in the background the whole time that like the ira shit is going on um because it takes place like during that same time period but the dudes that are the protagonists of the movie are kind of like observing this from across the water um because they're kind of isolated and, like, basically what happens is, they never explain this in the film, but one morning, like, this guy's best friend wakes up and he's like, I don't like you anymore. And he's like, okay, that's funny. Stop joking around. I'll see you at the pub tonight, right? And the guy's like, no, I, I fucking hate you. Like, I don't like you anymore. And he's like, why? He's like, I just don't. You're boring. Um... And so he keeps trying to, like, get back into this man's life. He's like, you're my best friend, dude. What the fuck? And he's like, listen to me. You need to stop talking to me immediately. And every time you do talk to me from now on, I'm going to cut off one of my fingers. And, like, he loves playing fiddle, so he's like, I'm not fucking around. I'm going to cut off my fingers. I won't be able to play the fiddle. It'll be your fault. And he's like, "What what the fuck, man? He's like, that's kind of a fucked up thing to say. And, like... It just completely unravels. It's so fucking crazy. Like, it starts out so lighthearted and funny. Like, it's hilarious at the beginning until the guy throws his first finger at the door and you're like, oh my fucking god. It still god. stays
1: funny, honestly. It it's a stays dark, it's a dark pretty dark funny until it gets, the end.
2: It's,
3: it's Martin McDonough. It's Martin McDonough. I'm sorry, What? What? What,
2: what is the reason for this?
1: There's no reason. They I, never tell you. That's the whole it's thing. A, it's an allegory, The again.
3: senselessness of the violence of that point in history. Because it, it, it's making fun of the Irish Civil War. Like, again, this is, a, yeah. it, you
1: re, as Cena mentioned, and that's the reason why I really like The Banshees of Anishron is, you don't get a lot of historical comedies.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's that's very a very unique.
1: it's a very re- rare breed. Yep. And so I would highly recommend this to you, Val. It's a very fun. It, it, it's basically it's it's an historical comedy that just happens like adjacent to the Irish Civil War. Yep.
2: And okay, so the North and, and North escalates. and South Island. Yes.
1: Yeah. And it's and it's an allegory for that. And it's, okay. it's, so good. And it's very good. Um okay. and it's written by Martin McDonough um in Bruges, I think Seven Psychopaths. That sounds um, cool. He's a really, he's a really good writer. Um,
2: is that the one bill- we watched that one time? Twelve
1: billboards in, um, twelve bill- in um,
2: Minnesota, Mississippi. What are you talking Three about? We watched, did we watch Seven Psychopaths
1: together? I think we did for a joy reel.
2: Mm. Yeah, I didn't like that one that much. Oh, you didn't. Well, I, I wasn't, I wasn't as This is, as in, this so. is still
1: <laughs> radically different, but it's still okay. using Colin Farrell and love Colin
2: Farrell. Yeah, no, Colin Farrell's cool.
1: But yeah, it's Bart McDonough, Colin Farrell flick what can go wrong so
3: brilliant so brilliant so funny like i didn't expect to be floored by a movie this late in the year but as ivan has pointed out to me everything comes out at this time of year yeah this time of year i never kept well, up with I, I call before.
1: december garbage time for films because all the films that Which they've is been so holding deceptive. on all the privileged fucking new yorker la film scenes now can no longer keep their filthy clutches on films They need to be seen by everyone so they can start making their arguments for the Oscars. Mm -hmm. Now, us, the normies, can finally see these films. And oh my god, it's a new film. Steve and I have watched probably six banger films this week. I almost wanted to fucking, as as an honorable mention, I also want to fucking bring up Decision to Leave. (gasps) From the director of Old Boy. Oh
3: my god. He brings in the most romantic police
2: procedural.
3: It's so good. It I is knew the... nothing about this going in.
1: I don't. Yeah, you guys, you need to go into this blind. It's from the director of *Old Boy* and *Handmaid's Tale*. And it's, it's so horny. It will just like, it is the most romantic police procedural you'll ever see. Yes. It's not what you're thinking. Don't take it too seriously and that's all I'm gonna say.
2: I'm guessing and it you... doesn't actually have anything to do with police. Otherwise. No, it does. It
3: absolutely does.
1: It is a fucking noir. a It is a fucking noir. It is a parody of a classic noir. And it's a detective, so good. A
2: detective is different from a policeman.
1: Yeah, exactly. No, but he's a policeman. Like, they do police But they police are shit. policemen They do police shit. They chase People with guns and knives. They no, are no, fucking No, they don't fights. chase
3: people with guns because they're Asian. They chase people around with iron gloves. Iron that they gloves. They can grab, to knives knives
1: with. N- grab knives. With yeah. While while perpetrators watch and go, wow, I'm so in love with you. You're so good at your job. Like, basically, basically <laughs> while suspects watch and admire because it's Korea. Huh. You can't people. You can't people keep people detained for too long. And just oh my god, it's it's it is cinema. It is just South Korea. It is what Scorsese would call. Cinema. <laughs> yep.
3: It is incredible. It's a, K- a good time. It's
1: a K drama. That's it's, what we'll say. Every
3: time I thought I knew where that movie was headed, I was wrong and delighted to be wrong. And
1: beautifully
3: <laughs> shot. Yes.
1: Beautifully shot. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. There's there's illusions in the camera. I oh, just like yeah, Like honestly. I, like right now my my that film has wrecked my letterbox list for the year. Yep. Like, I'm just I'm trying to figure out where the fuck I put it. Yep. because like I'm oh like God. I had to is
3: re-rate it, some films because it set a new standard. It's not
1: better than the Batman for me, but it might be better it than RRR. Weird. It might be better than the outfit. Like I don't know, man. It's really. It's
3: huge. like my number six right now. I think it's Maybe my seven. number. It's
1: my number four right now,
3: Whoa! and it might go higher. Is it ahead of After Yang? It's
1: oh, it's definitely way ahead of After Yang. Um, wow. I'm like basically right now, it's fighting with Drive My Car.
3: Oh my god, that's <laughs> fucking crazy.
1: Because drive my car is way too fucking long.
3: Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, so like I
1: said, it's a shakeup because we're we're big film buffs at Joyride. We this we, we dedicate our podcast to anime, but my god, we could talk all day about film. Yeah. So we better move the fuck on and get back to what you guys subscribe for, best manga, aka those comics that don't reboot every six months. Mm. Val. What is your winner? I like your pick.
2: Yomi no Tsugai.
1: I agree. Because,
2: because it seems I misunderstood how this works, and I thought we were just talking about things that came out in the year until obviously what you've just said. No, but no, 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 no. no,
1: no. Honestly, that, I that should be your pick. Yoga yeah. No Sugai by Hiromu Arakawa, like the, the writer of Full Alchemist, is proven why she gets to do whatever the fuck she wants. Val, segue it in. We've talked about this on the mm-hmm, podcast, mm-hmm. but it deserves more discussion because a new chapter just came out.
0: And yeah,
1: it's so good.
2: Yeah, it's really good. I mean, okay, so there's it's only a monthly 12 manga. chapters. There's only 12 chapters because it is a monthly It's manga. not even
1: monthly. It's whatever the fuck she feels like. Mm-hmm.
2: Because
1: the last chapter came out in early October. Did it really? Did yes. It? Whoa. That's Cause a while. Because
2: it, it, it has been exactly a year since it was released. Because it came out More in I No, wait. Yomi
1: no Sugai, it's going to get localized soon. Demons of the Shadow Realm. Demon,
2: yes. Is Damons what it's going to be called when it comes
1: realm. to the U.S.
2: It is a fairly slow-paced manga though, mostly due to the fact that it is a monthly- It's release
1: schedule sucks and it it threatens my enjoyment. I literally- it takes like a month and a half at minimum for these to come out and I lose Mm -hmm. interest until it comes back. Mm. I spent- the last couple chapters I've been like, you know, this is okay, but chapter 12 has brought me the fuck back in.
2: It's cool as hell. It is basically... We get, like, 60 chapters a month. Which, in my opinion, is completely worth the wait of a month, to be honest. It does you see, not You me 60 pages,
1: not chapters. 60 pages. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> no, me, I miss folks. 60 yeah, no, pages when, 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 a when month. When
1: Hiromu comes back, she's ready to feed her babies. She's like, hey, kids, I'm back with that good shit.
2: Yeah, we're like Koi in the pond, and she, like, puts, like, extra big chunks in for us and everything. Yeah, so we it's talk about the ch- We
1: talk about Shonen... We are so, like... Um, we, we, we highly favorite jump as a, as a shonen manga magazine. And we're Less talking about most man,
2: relevant who, stuff.
1: Who, yeah. Cause it, it is the most relevant mainstream friendly. It's the one that everyone wants to talk about, but if you want to mm. talk about who is currently the champion of classic shonen, oh my God, it's Hiromu. Yomi mm. no Sugai is so classical shonen battle jump. Like, and it's not even doing that much battling. The nope. last, the end of chapter 12 definitely brings back the battles. But just the way it handles its characters is so classical and yummy and oh my god. The buildup of the interpersonal
2: relationships and everything, like Asa and Yoru's relationship is really growing on me, personally. Every
1: character is relevant and likable and adorable, even if they are clearly the villains.
2: They're all like operating on their own basis, essentially. Like Asa has kind of betrayed uh, her quote-unquote family that she works for to sort of keep her brother safe by erasing someone that they are interested in from an image that she has taken on her phone.
1: The key, Mm. she did purely out of her own personal interests, which has had had indirect consequences of her protecting her brother's faction. It's, Mm. It's great. Again, the key word here, it's the reason why I love FOMO Alchemist, character economy. Everyone is useful and relevant and fun there is no wasted piece of the buffle. every character even these throwaway goons mm-hmm. are now lovable scamps that we're mm. going to love and adore like it's oh my gosh
2: i'll probably buy this as it fucking releases you should i
1: i, I think our audience should also buy when this comes yep. out when Support. this in early i think it's gonna be spring 2023 they're finally gonna yoke they're gonna localize it you should buy these volumes this is a must-have should be supported. This is this is the last bastion of classical shonen jump right here. It's it's Yomi no Sagai and it's not even a jump manga. It's just it's just Hiromu's whatever. I it's it's her freaking uh. God, my I'm I'm. I, I, if you're about to say today. magnum
3: opus, I disagree. No, it's
1: not magnum opus. It's, no, it's, no, it's no the exact that's my It's it's
2: it's
3: not it's not it's not a magnum no, opus. No, 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 her... She's got more ahead of her. Vanity like, is her vanity. Piece. We're talking about.
1: It's her vanity piece. Yeah, yeah. This is her vanity manga. This is her flexing because she
3: can do whatever she wants.
1: She releases it whenever the fuck she wants. When it comes out, it's always amazing.
3: Yeah. So how many things has she written?
2: Full Mile Alchemist, Stray Dog, Shanghai, Yomakikai, Raiden 18, Soten no Komori, Hero Tales, which is a lesser known work of hers, to be honest, uh, between 2006 and 2010 around the same time she yeah, was but doing she, she's full alchemist. She been branches off. She branches off a lot, Steen. She'll she, be like working on something and then it'll be like, oh, here's another thing. I, that I'm yeah, doing she'll chase her new way. I'll
3: stand by it then. Yeah, that, I don't think she's reached her peak. Yeah, that,
1: that that's the reason why No Sugai comes out whenever the fuck it comes out because she just chases she has her rainbow. Leisure. Yeah. She she I mean, she th- cause, cause it doesn't matter. Money is not an object to her because full male alchemist. She's mm-hmm. set for life, she does whatever she wants. And mm-hmm. currently as of December, she wanted to do another Yomi no and, I, I, and, we, and we feast because of it.
2: I, I would actually say as well, uh, Silver Spoon is actually super good. It's about a young boy going yep, to going a to farm farming school. school. Yep, yep. It, I didn't uh, realize. Agricultural I school. love
3: that show. So. Yeah.
2: Oh, you didn't realize it was her?
3: No, I didn't. Not at all. Oh, but fair I enough. also didn't read the manga. I only watched the anime.
2: Did you watch or read Formal Alchemist?
3: What? Yeah, we've had this discussion in the past. I watched both anime and I, and I, and I, well, we've, I was going to say, I think that was the first episode I was on, but it's I like talk
2: a... about Full Fullmetal Alchemist to so many I people. Know, I know. I
3: don't know. that's your baby, dude. It's your baby. It and it's, it's fair. Like it is one of the greats.
2: I have talked about it being like the thing that made me, I, I watched Full Fullmetal Alchemist and then I looked at Dragon Ball Z and I compared the two because they were both anime. And I was yeah. just like, this is, this is a better. good <laughs> story. And this is poo poo garbage.
3: Yep. Oh, 100% someone said it. Fuck it up, Val. I'm
2: just, yeah. No, it, it, I mean, I love uh, Dragon show, Ball.
1: I, I, on this show, it's not even a brave decision. We hate on no. Dragon Ball so easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dragon like, Ball Z, I will defend Dragon Ball.
2: Dragon Ball is still charming and wholesome. Yeah, I,
1: I, I agree. Dragon Ball's fucking great. Dragon Ball Z mm. onward, like Dragon Ball Z is iconic, but iconic is a very superficial thing. Mm. Right?
2: It has Batman no is iconic.
1: Like a lot of a lot of what we get out of the Frieza arc is stuff we self-assigned. Like that was mm-hmm. up to the audience's interpretation. If you were to ask fucking
2: um. Akira Toriyama.
1: Yeah, hey Toriyama. There you there go. Thank you. <laughs> if you if you were to ask him what the Frieza saga is about, he'd be like, "Bro, big funny hat and alien <laughs> man." And even though it's like this huge like racial allegory that that's been assigned by the audience, like oh, yeah. Dragon Ball Z is not that deep. It, it gets no. worse with time. It's getting worse with age. And Dragon Ball is still a perennial. Mm. super is embarrassing and that's and we're not we're not going to say any more because we'll be here for hours um stina
3: yes i so <laughs> you brought this up
1: recently and so i just read it and i agree with you it's not my favorite of the year but my god, it's up there. Steena, what is your favorite manga of 2022?
3: Oh, so, uh, shout out to Colleen's Manga Rex for bringing this into my life cuz I I don't watch a lot of manga YouTube, but I'm going to from now on because holy shit. So, it's uh Umiga Hashiru Endroll. And finally, finally there's some slash rep that is fucking up the game. So, here's the deal.
1: Val, you would love this. You would love this. This is actually
3: really good. So here's the deal, right? Like, it is a story about an first of all, this person is clearly a fan of, oh, what's Chainsaw Man's author's name? Fujimoto. She's clearly mm-hmm. a fan of Fujimoto. You can this, see it this, in her work. This
1: this, this this plays like a Fujimoto one-shot.
3: I'm not sure. This is, this is, a, this this
1: is, yeah, this is, this is, this runs like a Fujimoto one-shot if it were a full-on but series. It's a serial.
3: And it's, it, it, it is a cinephilic freaking It's so much like st- look back, party. but like there's less rivalry. But like, anyway, the, the, the premise is there's this old woman who, she spent her life with her husband it wasn't sad they were like a perfect match they used to go to the movies together all the time and she liked specifically watching the audience and later in life after her husband dies and everything feels empty she realizes like oh yeah I really do love movies and then she meets this college student who um they're like they're a film student um And through having, like, conversations with this college student, they're like, you want to make movies, don't you? You have to do it if that's, like, what your dream is. I thought this was going to go to,
2: like, a graduate place.
3: so So the college student, basically, they become really close friends, and they convince her to go to school to study film, because that's been, like, her passion her whole life. But she only just now had, like, the time and understanding of that to start pursuing it. And it's so beautiful, because it's just about having the courage to step outside your comfort zone and, like, make art. Because you have to get outside your comfort zone to make art, you know? And it's just so brave, and the characters are so refreshing. Like... I've been reading Jose and Shoujo for a long time. This is the freshest protagonist I've ever seen. It has it's so top much shelf. heart.
1: It's top Just Regardless of genre, it is top shelf manga. The paneling the is paneling. exquisite. It is exquisite. I, I'm Val, I'm going to send you Yeah, something. I'm wondering if it's a fucking um digital manga. Because it, it seems to be intended to write, read top to bottom. Like, up to down. Let's because see. the panels literally flow into each other top to bottom. Page to page. Here's
3: my favorite page.
1: It's it, it, it is exquisite. But yeah. So, so, so the so the panel that Cena seen it is sending you Val. That shit flows from above pages. Like the all of these pages segue into each other. It's practically a webtoon. Hmm. But, but but still but, readable but, in a But but it is clear. But it is clearly a manga though. It is yep. clearly a manga.
0: Oh, it's so good. It
2: evokes imagery, in my opinion, from. That plain film by Hayao Haya Miyazaki. Oh, yes, yes. The Wind uh, Rises. The Wind Rises. Yes. Yeah, exactly. that's, the, that's the kind of energy I. I it's think got it's going a forward.
3: little more. Um, like, in other pages, you'll see it does have that shoujo influence where things are like. One, the comedy panels are very shoujo. Like, it has that kind of handwritten style to it. Um, but additionally, like, it has that sparkling, kind of ethereal feel in other panels. Um... Which is why they marketed it to that demographic. But this story is so, like, regardless of genre, so mature, so relatable, so honest. Like, it had me in tears. It is incredible. And I can't believe this is the first I'm hearing of it. Blows my mind. It's still running right now.
1: Yep, so Umiga Hashiru Endro by John Terashine. Yes. This is a relatively new manga eight chapters out right now all great like i like honestly like when people get on this um it seems to be monthly because
3: 2020 though yeah it
1: looks like it started in 2020 so it seems so it might be more of a uh not monthly it might be more of a uh, quarterly
3: uh quarterly like it, it's like a, yeah a the chapters situation. are meaty though like yeah they're big they're big chapters big chapters
1: yeah, it's kind of a it, again, it's somebody's. I make it when I make it kind of situation, but there, it, it's great. It's really great. And so, for my manga of the year, I'm giving it to Doctor Stone chapter two thirty three. <laughs> it was very contentious. I was like, I was like, racking my head to the like the evening last night about who I was gonna give this to, and I gotta give it to Doctor Stone because it ended this year, and I discussed how it was very rush out the gate. It was unfortunate. Mm. It was a big bummer. But overall, Dr. Stone was one of the most innovative um, shounen manga ever conceived. We took that time off. And when it came back, man, you don't realize what you got till it's gone. Because Dr. Stone 233 fucking wrecked ass. It was it was basically... They, they did a one-shot. Senku wakes up in the middle of the ocean and he rebuilds. It's like chapter one of Dr. Stone all over again. But now it's in the middle of the ocean. He rebuilds. He finds his allies. They build a fucking society on the ocean, and they move forward. It's a, it's basically a fun little epilogue to the overall series. Oh my god, it's I, again, it, Well, how does it how do they improve pa- upon pa- the
2: epilogue that the series already had?
1: The epilogue the series already had was again rushed. Here Rush, it was. Yeah. It was. Well, this is what Senku and his gang are doing right now. Society is still being rebuilt. Nothing is ever going to be perfect again. But but Sanka is still going on adventures and you're seeing one such adventure and it's mm. really fun it's fan service-y at the same time mm. um but it's just innovative it is innovative battle shonen positive sci-fi like you don't get shit like this outside The Martian that's a book and a movie starring um Matt Damon mm. that you should all watch I was about to watch. say David
2: Bowie I, I, I no. was thinking about The Man Who <laughs> Fell to Earth
1: yeah that, that you, yeah read that too but um highly influential of dr stone actually ironically um but yeah dr stone chapter 233 um uh, i i believe it's been attached to the final manga volume that has either come out or is coming out within the next couple months um again it's just like all like the, the manga that came out that was supposed to replace dr stone has already been canceled like you could tell that Sh- that shueisha was really really regretting their decision to rush Dr. Stone out because, my God, they were baying for more when that fucking one-shot came out. Because they, they, that one-shot also sets out the possibility of more one-shots or even maybe another spin-off. Because Shueisha is so desperate right now, they go, oh my God, Dr. Stone was actually really good. We shouldn't have canceled it. <laughs> we shouldn't have rushed it out the fucking door. We should have gave it another year. I still think it back. was on
2: Boichi leaving, to be honest, to work on something else.
1: Mm. It wasn't because Boichi's not... What is just doing is he's, he's like Hiromu. He does whatever the fuck he wants, and he wasn't begging to leave. He was doing just fine with Dr. Stone. So, like, it was, be- it was being rushed out the door because there was a lot of shiny new manga that Shueisha wanted to test it, and it didn't work out. It happens, man. It fucking happens. So don't be surprised I if you see I wish it would it. happen So less. do not be shocked if you see a Dr. Stone spinoff come in the next couple of years.
2: Mm. I'm surprised Riri Dragon isn't on one of your lists.
1: Oh, uh, Ruri Dragon, eh. I needed some more time with it. Five chapters wasn't enough for me to fall in love with it. I like. it. Oh, yeah, it, it, only, it was
2: only around for five chapters. It, it was, was only around like for five, five chapters.
1: 10. If it comes back, if. It's a huge if at this point, because I'm not hearing shit anymore. The last thing I heard about Rory Dragon was the manga volumes sold fucking hotcakes. Like, yeah, it was really. It, people love it. But the most interesting thing is the label on the manga volumes is Jump Plus. It might be moving to Jump Plus. Which could only be a good move. Mm. That could only be a great move for it. I I pray it comes back because it was very good.
2: How are we wow. feeling about anime?
1: How are we feeling about anime? AKA those cartoons with Deku in them.
3: Yeah. Val, you and
1: I have a universal agreement. You mm-hmm. have
3: my second place pick. So you 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 bring it up, Val
2: ranking of kings of course because when it was coming out last year me and Ivan were hyping we were hyping it up like last year and early on this year when it ended it was definitely the best thing to come out this year that I watched and I didn't watch a lot this year I think I watched cyberpunk edge runners recently you still watch a lot of good stuff maybe a second pick and I usually like my like like, cyberpunk edge runners was good but Ranking King was my baby. Ranking King isn't just the best I, anime
1: this year. It's one of the greatest of all time.
2: I literally called that shit as goat as hell the instant that trailer dropped.
1: Yeah, you you were hailing it, dude. I saw you retweeting every fucking trailer that came out.
2: It, it just immediately appealed to me. Like, the fucking cartoony aesthetic. I like the medieval setting and everything. It, it, it just irradiates charm like it, a fucking for me. nuclear core great it was character so to
1: recap, for the audience who may have been new to this on um, podcast we used to talk about this series all the fucking episode to episode we mm-hmm. followed
3: this series mm-hmm. oh um, and it was amazing
1: basically it's about a deaf and mute protagonist who who is considered weak in a world of great kings in a he's it, weak it, as it, fuck it's, it's set up like a battle shonen um, it's a world where the kings and of every kingdom are on a ranking scale, and everyone's competing to be the best king because the best king has the best kingdom. And this young character named Bochi, um, inherits a fucking circus, man. This is this is Game of Thrones the anime, but mm-hmm. it's very cutesy, well animated. What some of the most daring since Mob with Psycho 100 with
2: an edge
1: yes with an edge again it is the game of thrones man. it may look like a storybook but when you keep pulling those pages man it starts to get dark
2: one of the they, first, they, they actual, like fights? Shit. The first actual fights this is the first actual fights we fantasy. get is really grounded and but also like quite bloody where it literally just ends with a man getting impaled again these like fights put mob cycle shame.
1: they put mob to shame, not just in the quality of the fights but in the daring the experimentation with the medium oh mm. my gosh you, you can the ganga is all over twitter if you want to look it up like these guys were playing with every fucking 2d and 3d program in the book to make something that you would not could, could, you wouldn't be able to tell was in fucking blunder like it, it's
3: even if the they art style married, they is not for you it's a masterpiece and if you actually appreciate animation in general you're going to fall in love with it immediately.
1: Yeah, this is the anime that Studio Wet gave up Attack on Titan for, and it was the best decision. It was decision. worth it. Mm-hmm. It was worth it. Fuck Attack on Titan. Ranking of kings is the high fantasy you fucking crave. Oh my God, and political fantasy. Like, it, it does mm-hmm. everything great across the book.
2: It's not afraid to do fucking weird shit too. It's just cool.
1: Yeah, it's not afraid to experiment. Like, it, it does everything. And again, it, goes to it handles, places, it handles disability so fucking well. In such a non-like... It's not It's not looking for praise. It doesn't want to be pat on the back for it. It says, no, this is just... This character just happens to be fucking disabled. And the way he has to work around it and make it his fucking advantage is so yes. great. Yes.
3: Well, and additionally, like, the Deku, whole show is Deku just... Deku
1: wishes. Deku
3: wishes. Fuck Deku. The whole show is just, like... It's a my, hardcore. It, it's it, a it, hardcore exercise in empathy because God, it some is of my Hero Academia done right. It really is. Some of the characters, like you'll want to desperately hate at the beginning, but you absolutely can't by the end.
1: Character economy again, just like yep. just like Full Metal Alchemist. This is a rival to Full Metal Alchemist. Every character fucking matters, and you will go through the emotional color wheel of how you love and or hate them mm-hmm. at very different intervals. Again, it's Game of Thrones. There are widely different agendas each of these characters have. And their alliances change episode to episode. One of my favorite characters
2: in that actually was probably Apis. The spear guy? Yeah, spear guy. He was one of my favorites. Yeah. he's His whole deal was that he was like, you know, just uh, more dedicated to the woman that gave him confidence than his kingdom and Boji's succession. Because he was hardcore royalist for Boji to be king because that's what... King Boss wanted, but the instant that Miranjo came into the picture, he was like, "All right, I'm doing what you're doing."
1: Yeah, my favorite guy. It was it Boti, who was the uh, the snake guy, the snake. Uh, oh no, Bebin
2: there? is my favorite knight. Who, hell, hell yeah, Bebin. Mm. Bebin. Bebin's my favorite dude. Snake guy. Dude he's my favorite design. Like, oh, oh yeah, God.
1: he's got to and he's the first like asshole you're introduced. You're like, fuck this guy. And but then, then it turns again, out he actually has the has best interest code. in mind. Everyone is operating on their own code. And when this episode, whole series is said and done, you will fucking respect it. Actually, you know what? I think King... Who's the king of hell?
2: The king of hell? Despa. Or Despa?
1: Or Despa. Yeah. Despa. I think Despa's my favorite. As my mother said.
2: Right. his He's
1: Japanese... Yes, yeah. His voice actress sounds like Japanese Homer Simpson. Yes. And I was like, that's fucking hilarious. Cause she's right. <laughs> I wanna true. show
3: some love to our queen because
1: Yeah, she's great too! Oh. She's the one
3: that at the beginning, like, I was so nauseous. Cersei wishes.
1: Circe wishes.
3: She is becoming like the sto- her arc is just the story of her going from being a mother in the sense of I birthed a kid and I want what's best for them to a mother that like genuinely wants her children to be the best that they can be. And like, I just, ugh. Like she becomes a mom who stepped up through the process of She's, watching her She, she like, is her introduced. She
1: is introduced as the ugly stepmother. Like, yes, like, yes they, she is, they, absolutely. They, they, they are preying upon a trope. She becomes the awful stepmother and turns into the mother who fucking steps the fuck up. She's incredible yeah right, honestly, uh, like honestly i like the pointy nose Rise and tickle bitties yep. we you have if you have not seen this series you must watch there is an english dub you have no excuses you know. it's, it's actually a
2: really good english dub too it's, it's an a
3: amazing great, it's, english dub. but i should have been
0: desperate dispar-
1: it's one. <laughs> yeah oh val we i wish was, we were <laughs> fucking. Oh my god! We the minute
3: were... that fucker showed up on screen, I'm like, that's literally just Val. The only, <laughs> the only reason you lost
1: the role, Val, was because they gave it to Sabit.
3: me Sabit, Sabit
1: was grandfather. The only reason
2: the I lost the role is because I wasn't
3: invited.
1: Sabit, Val, we were trying so hard. We were, <laughs> we were talking, to, we were tugging every You're ball and crunchy. We were tugging every ball. We were trying to figure out with our friends who was working on the production and going, "Hey, we have a friend named Valentine Stokes, and he and this character is completely him. Actually, was what, it Despa? Is that the character?
2: It's Despa. It's Desha. Desha he's my favorite. And Despa. are like Oh yeah, yeah, yeah true. So it's good. that fucking image. It's that image that you and I fucking mutually love, love where he's just laying on the fucking pile of yeah, gold, buddy. smiling. He's
1: so he's so vain, oh. and, but he's so great. His vanity is his greatest strength. Um, really but yeah, is. audience. And you know the, the best part is it's based on a manga. Yeah, mm. it's based on an ongoing manga that you can read right now, mm. which reminds me a lot of of, of um Tetsuo Adams author. Um, oh my god, Tezuka.
2: Tezuka. Oh, yep. uh, Tezuka. Imagine,
1: imagine all the footage of Tezuka without all the uncomfortable. Weirdlies of that era and the borderline racism and, and the transphobia. Yeah,
3: and the, just the, the the weird things that
2: transphobia. What did what Tazuka do? Those transphobia.
3: He, it, it, it's it, I'll it, explain it, it's, later. It's not. Oh princess wait, night. it's
2: that it's that fucking princess fucking yeah. stabby stabby. He was Italian so close. Thing. He
3: was yeah. so close. It's not blatant. He's just a product of his time. He's exactly. Just a, he's the, it's not it's not his fault. He he's was actually quite progressive in that regard. For, for, it's just yeah. it hasn't yeah. aged well. For
1: for his time, he was yep. quite progressive.
3: I accept it. It. Like, I accept Princess Knight as non-binary representation, even if he wouldn't agree with it. Even me.
1: Kimba. Even Kimba, as fucking fucked up and weird as it gets, he's just a product of his time. Like, if if, if, if Tezuka was born today, even he would say what he did there was cringe. Like, he would agree. <laughs> um, but, uh, but so, the manga, the original manga that Ranking of Kings is based on, very much evokes that classic mm-hmm. or that progenitor manga. It has that style. It is beautiful the story is every bit as good um it's just it's great like everything that that revolves around ranking of kings is master class mm-hmm. i um i gotta find i, I want to find the, the physical copies it's so good um but yeah that's that's i think that's enough about ranking of kings um Stina, what was your uh-huh. um um that was your of the year and then and then we'll and then we'll mention honorable mentions at the
3: end yeah yeah
1: but, Steena, what was your anime of the year? Because I also agree with this. In, in the most opposite fucking <laughs> direction. Because the production is so jobber. This yep. looks like shit, It but looks like shit, but... It's a Netflix anime.
3: It's a hidden gem, like, that I think, by by virtue of it, one, looking about as, quote, good as Oji-san. Uh, fucking... It's Kotaro Lives Alone. Kotaro Lives Alone is just incredible. It's technically a... What's the one that's not shounen? Slice of Life? No, 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 no. The one that's still for boys, but not a shounen. Sinen, thank you. It's considered a seinen uh, in Japan, and it's basically about this little boy that is in the foster care system, but he lives by himself. Like, he's, I think, six years old. He's between four and six, and he lives all by himself. He moves into this apartment building and all the adults around him, like you can tell that there's something dramatic that he uh something traumatic he's experienced in the past in regards to like his caretakers. And so you expect him to just like be really mistrustful of adults and at the beginning of every episode when he meets a new adult, you're like please don't let them hurt this kid and they don't. Like it's an anime where Basically, everyone in this apartment building looks, and they're like, that's a small child living alone. Let's all be his family. And so it's just this community of, like, crazy fucking people. Like, so many different kinds of people all coming together because of their love of this little orphan child. Who I guess he's not an orphan. His dad is still alive, which comes into the story later. But it is... I, I just... It gave me the warm fuzzies, man. I binged this in one day. Ivan came to visit in May, and we binged it again in like one day. Like, it is. One morning. It's a
1: quick anime. It's a very quick anime. 10 episodes. 10 episodes on Netflix. Addictive as
3: hell, and just a feel good anime. The very
1: definition of a good Netflix anime. Yep. But that's ironically, that's one piece of news I forgot to bring up. Huh? Um, Netflix. Oh, yeah. Netflix fucking
2: bald. Netflix Uh might be
1: losing its anime. Not necessarily all of them, but a good number, because they switch to ads. Yeah. So a lot of anime in Japan is usually produced by, in some part, by NHK, which yes. is their public broadcasting yeah. system. You are not allowed to put ads on anime.
3: Oh my god, I don't, I don't want this to happen to Kotaro.
1: So Netflix is now having. So basically, um. Basically, the, the the British version, I I forgot something. Basically, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm sure these rich fucks will figure it out. But as it currently stands, by within the We're next done. couple of months, Netflix might lose a lot, if not most, if not all of its anime because the NHK is pissed because this is this is a a blatant infringement of their contract. They, they, Netflix picked up these anime with the explicit contract. In, in, in the terms and conditions, that they could not place ads on them. Yeah. And now they've done this without permission. Mm-hmm. Japan is fucking pissed. Well, okay, so
3: good so news. If good news. T- so if you're tired of Netflix rooting anime, you know, that's good news for you. Good news. Uh, It's actually, so Kotaro is owned by TV Asahi, which I believe is commercial. Um, it's the other, it's, like, the only thing that comes close to competing with the national broadcast, uh, system in Japan. But, yeah, I loved this show so fucking much, and hope so badly it doesn't go away, because I loved it so much that I bought every volume of the manga currently in print, and I'm working on a translation of it right now. Like, it is... God, I don't even... I haven't talked about character economy with Ranking of Kings, and I think you have like the same fucking excellent character economy going on here.
1: I just I just think Kodarola Lives Alone is basically like the 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 the, the subtext of Yatsubato. Yeah that has now become the overtext.
3: Yes. And it's incredible. Um and heartwarming, you know? Like, you're just so happy for this kid and so sad for him at the same time, and It's just a beautiful story, Um, and I can't wait until I catch up to where I'm at in reading it, because, oh my god. Like, as far as I've seen so far, it might exist and just be really hard to find, but there's not, like, a solid translation available. Um, So this is kind of like a passion project, where I'm like, this is a labor of love, I just want people to have access to this beautiful story, like, holy hell. Um, otherwise, uh,
1: let's b- quickly bring up our honorable mentions, Val for anime this year
2: mm-hmm. Uh, for something that didn't come out this year Den no Coil, it's about a bunch of ch- it it's literally translates to a circle of children. It's about a bunch of children in the future where basically Google Glass was heavily invested in the entire city that these kids live in is I've been, I've been nagging you to fucking watch it with Stina Uh, is entirely covered in like augmented reality Sort of stuff, and these kids hunt these rogue programs or uh, applications called uh, illegals. They call them, which are these black voids of data which can get you like basically cryptocurrency if you utilize them in the right way. <laughs> um, and one of my absolute favorite episodes that came up is these things come in different forms. They could be like a little blob thing. It could be like a fish that creates like date escapes that look like water that it swims through the city in. It's really fucking cool. It's classic Madhouse, so it looks amazing. But my favorite episode so far in the series, I'm only like uh 15 episodes in or so, is everyone gets this infection where they grow a beard if you're looking at them through your glasses they just seem to have a beard and it turns out these hair follicles these digital hair follicles are tiny programs with their own thoughts and feelings and they create little societies on the on your face and some of the main cast <laughs> start playing like god games with it and like telling them what to do and stuff and it fucking sounds this like
3: cells at work but the people are aware of what these things are doing
2: yeah, but this is just for one episode and uh, this, the main girl is sort of just watching them, being like, Oh yeah, my guys have like started a space program soon and communicating with your beards, follicles or whatever. And soon like they'll be able to do space travel. It's so cool as long as they don't fight. Everything will be A-OK. And then suddenly, they just see a, a rocket like launch off of her face. And they're like, oh, wow, they did it. And it goes all the way around her head and then to the other side of her face, blowing it up the as, most they've interesting started, sounding body as they've hair started related nuclear war. Bo. It's not even about body hair. It's just about these kids running around this reality, augmented reality that they see through their glasses hmm. and uh, just doing investigations on these illegal programs that utilize old data spaces and everything it, it's really fucking fun and quite slow and relaxed it's a bit slice of life I am um, i have no idea where it's going story wise I'm genuinely really looking forward to the ending
3: Stina oh uh, Tomodachi game I, uh, guilty pleasure of the year,
1: yes. the funnest weekly watch of the year. It was
3: amazing. Again, I love anime where it's like I, in my head, like I love to try and guess what's gonna happen next, and then I love when they prove me wrong. Like genuinely, my favorite thing. Ever. This this
1: this show does it purposefully though. Like this this no I, like and I that
2: love too, that. This is a guilty but I'm pleasure. Kid,
1: wrong. Kids, you like Squid Games? You love Tomodachi. It's games. Squid
3: Games, but everyone's friends, and that's the problem. It's so incredible. Um, The protagonist is this fucking light Yagami motherfucker who basically ends up in this game. It's not a death game. It's a debt game. Um, And so, like, they're all... One of them is in seriously bad debt, but you have to buy into the Tomodachi game with some money. So one of them has stolen the money for their class trip or something. Um, And then, like these five people that used to be so close on the student council end up in this game where your debt is either doubled or eliminated um, according to, like, the results of these really basic, like, childhood games that they play. And it's just oh it's so fucked but it's so fascinating the manga is also still running for this one so i anticipate we're gonna get another season at some point i think it it did very well the
1: anime did very well good
3: i cannot even though it's a
1: jobber production it did very well so that means And it looks
3: pretty good for a job yeah
1: but the fact it's a jobber that goes oh wow lots of money cheap production oh they're they're gonna finish this series i'm I'm so excited yeah no worries so i'm gonna keep it moving um my another guilty pleasure, another great weekly watch. Licorice Recoil. They're not
3: guilty pres- pleasures if they're good, damn it.
1: Licorice like, Recoil was the most fucking like Top Gun I Maverick anime of the year. Right Politically now. neutered, just to the wall action with cute girls and with fun character economy. You just enjoy everyone being there. I I I, I good, had a good ass time. I I, I can't. Uh, it was just fun man, it was just fun. Um, all, all, even all the surrounding material like the spin-off manga and mm. uh, light novel shit. Clearly commercial as fuck, but the Audience, anime itself isn't even itself talking was to you. He is someone's passion project. He's talking to me. Yes. yes. <laughs> the, but but the anime <laughs> itself was somebody's passion project. Like you could tell that the creators of this series had a fucking blast.
3: Best lesbian anime possibly of the decade. One of the
2: best if, protagonists.
1: Imagine Shigaraki with a Hawaiian shirt. I love her. If
2: we were actually like doing this at like like an Oscars deal, like the spotlight would come down directly, point <laughs> at me and you'd just be looking at me and the whole time. you'd be sitting time. there
3: eating your grapes you and come, scowling. you You come up to the stage. Oh no, it,
2: it, it, would, it would be that cat meme where it's <laughs> like, I'm just sat across with my fucking salad or something. <laughs>
1: Alright, so, best podcast, a.k.a. most fun listening to white dudes talk about pointless shit. Aw, oh, I'm DQ'd. Um, I, obviously Joycast, right? John- Joycast, duh! Oh, y'all. Joycast, though I do want to give an honorable mention to these backwards echoes. That's
3: my number one, because I'm very conceited.
1: Only, only one episode came out, but man, it really made an impression. <laughs> but what would
2: be your it second choice? Hard.
1: Um, hard.
2: What's your runner-up for the yeah, choice what's your runner up for your podcast, Dina?
3: Oh, obviously Joycast. Joycast He's uh, just so
1: good! <laughs> I wish the American dude would shut the fuck up, but otherwise, it's really fun. <laughs> fucking, um. so, and speaking of not getting political, what was Joy Boy's choice for best thing that happened in 2020? Yeah,
2: I <laughs> saw this, this a while ago. Queen yeah.
1: yeah! <laughs> We're horrible, we're fucking terrible. <laughs> oh. But now Val's walking off the stage to slap us. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. to both of us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this
1: is his Will Smith moment. Okay, but now, the more the most important thing, though, the people's choice for the best thing in 2022. In our private Discord, we polled everyone. We said, y'all, what did you just fucking love this year? We gave some very general categories, and then we put a poll on YouTube to ask everyone publicly what was the best thing to happen in 2022. And the audience, by a huge margin, agreed, it was spy x family Mm -hmm. big surprise and is
3: fine which is fine it's great it's a good ass time it's a people pleaser maybe my real best choice for best thing in 2022 because i i am all on board for that shit like it's amazing
2: i'm glad it has been received so well because i know studio wit were a bit worried after Ranking Kings. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, wow, we got bankrupt prob- by Ranking of Kings. They were like, this is probably the last passion project they ever work on, and I'm glad that Spike's family is doing so well because that leaves room for more Ranking Kings in the future. Oh hell
1: yeah! Yeah, isn't there gonna be like a little mini fucking special? There is
2: a mini OVA. <gasps> yeah, because
1: thank Spike's family. Spike's family carrying more than one company. Spike's
2: hell family yeah. is, is carrying three ass. companies.
3: Which, the best thing Clubber that Hooks, happened to the anime industry. And Joyride
1: Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> I'm frankly <laughs> glad.
2: I'm frankly. I'm frankly glad the it's not a MAPPA thing because I am so like over MAPPA right now.
1: I think we all are. I think everyone's tired of MAPPA, but unfortunately MAPPA- I think even Mappa's is tired of itself. Get ready for another schism very soon. Um, Cause that's just the natural- that's the- I mean if there's enough animators to schism from- Thank guess, God, that, God Studio then,
2: IG got its hands on fucking Kaiju number 8. Studio I don't know. about that. Studio IG got Kaiju but...
1: number 8 with Toho money. Toho yeah. got- pot it and said, hey IG, wanna not make a sports anime for once? Oh, that's gonna be great.
2: Like, I am happy for them. I don't care about Kaiju number eight. Maybe I'll like it more in anime form.
1: But yeah, but that's a great segue. The most anticip- anticipated thing for next year Kaiju number eight's coming out in 2024. What's coming out in oh, 2023 really? that you're excited for, Val?
2: Final Fantasy 16 Honestly, is he going to be that great? This, I am usually this excited for Dark Souls games and things like that. There is something about Final Fantasy XVI. Yoshi P kicked ass with Final Fantasy XIV. His direction has made it one of the best-selling MMORPGs. Ever. It has better player base than World of Warcraft, which is, I'm pretty sure is in death throes at this point. I mean, the entirety of Blizzard is in death throes, let's be honest. They've made too many wrong decisions. Yeah. And, and I cannot wait for... They're there,
1: ready for some more.
2: I cannot wait for a dark Eurocentric medieval game with seemingly Devil May Cry 5 battle mechanics
1: it is giving you everything you want right That's it is it really giving is. Me everything
2: I fucking want it ticks every box for valentine stokes I can't fucking wait
1: in the exact opposite end of the spectrum Stina, what are you looking forward to next year
3: Fire Emblem, engage. That fucking
1: I, <laughs> looks like the most commercial Fire Emblem
3: thing since I Fire Emblem give Heroes. A fuck, I will dick ride Fire Emblem until I. Oh, die. I'm gonna play. I mean, I'm gonna play it. I'm so the excited. Colgate I, looking I
2: motherfucker.
1: Pepsi Chan and Colgate. Son. I didn't
3: get into Fire Emblem until Awakening. Like I think most of the Western um, fan base. It, 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 Stina, uh, I'm right. The I waited for 35. three houses. I'm the most I patient. had so I, I
2: had a free Fire Emblem game that came with it, the Ambassador a pack of the 3DS because I got one mm. really early, and yeah. that was cool, but Awakenings got me into uh, absolutely got me into Fire Emblem. Yeah,
3: like, I've always loved strategy it RPGs, saved the but the only one that I was super aware of when I was like in high Ooh. school was of course Final Fantasy Advanced Stina, Tactics.
2: you need to pull- Hang-
3: what? Oh! Hang on, hang on. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, just wait, I'm I'm sure I'm gonna say it. Yeah, Final yes, Fantasy yes, Advanced Tactics. And then when Fire Emblem Awakening came out and I got my grubby little mitts on that, I was like, this is everything I have ever wanted. Um. So yeah, uh, and then ever since every single main series game that's come out, I've had like within a week of it being released, I'm thinking of pre-ordering this time. I love Fire Emblem. Um. So I cannot fucking wait, and I don't have to wait that long because that comes out in January, baby. So 2023 is gonna peak early. Uh. Which I guess could be a problem, but at least I'll have Fire Emblem to cope.
2: Personally, I'm surprised at yours, Ivan.
3: Are you
1: surprised? It is surprising because. I did not like Into the Spider-Verse when I first saw it. When it first came out did in theaters, you? I saw it. and something I don't didn't remember
3: that. I, and, I
1: don't remember that this movie. at all. No, what? I, was, I was like, it's good, objectively good. But something about it doesn't seem right. I, don't, it, I think because the screen was too big and it's kind of 3D fucking yeah, style. That's fair. Something was off. Every time I have watched it since, probably fifteen to twenty times at this point. Really? I love I've it. I've only watched it once. But I, I find it again. I've something it more times. to love about it each time.
3: I I just fucking like adore play. into
1: the Spider Verse. Yeah, across the Spider Verse, it's gonna be more of what I fucking love, baby. I
3: didn't think we were gonna get another one. I'm excited.
2: I'm My, so excited. I'm not going to poo poo on your choice. I am kind of like I wanted specific character sequels. I didn't want the Spider-Verse to specifically be the big thing. I wanted more like these characters from the first film to like, get you their wanted own like a Spider-Gwen
1: specific? I wanted,
2: yes. I wanted Spider-Gwen. I wanted <laughs> Spider-Man <laughs> noir and everything. Give it, I wanted give it time. wildly. Give it I wanted time. really wildly different art styles and genres for these films. That's what yep, I would be And cool give with.
1: it time. If this thing sells like hotcakes again, there's this, this and there's a part two it comes out the following year. Once what? they've done that, yeah, this, 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 the, the, there's, they had to divide this film. It's so big, apparently. Which I'm that's, not that's sure I'm not i about about. That. That's the part I'm not excited about. That's the part I'm not excited about. I just, I just want more of this. And, and no, but as you said, Val, give it time, because they were definitely discussing a Gwen. I'm specific. still going to see it,
2: believe me, because I also absolutely love Spider Verse. I, I grew up on Spider
1: Man. This that was gives my superhero. F- when this a kid. gives me everything that I fucking like, man. Down to the fucking score by Daniel Pemberton, like oh my god.
2: I used to fight one of my best friends in like preschool in a Spider-Man outfit, and he was dressed as Batman. Damn. That's how much I fucking <laughs> love Spider-Man. We beat the wow. shit out of each other. Damn, that's and, true commitment. You had a Batman. And my preschool and my preschool threatened to kick me and my friend out unless my mom was there to like fucking chaperone us.
1: Damn, the fights were th- the fights were that hard, dude.
2: <laughs> yeah. they, they
1: wrote about it in the news. <laughs> oh my god.
2: <laughs> tiny tiny spider-man throws bat tiny batman through a window at local preschool
1: but yeah that uh that wraps up the year mm-hmm. sure that's does. it this it is was 2022 was certainly the vocal- a
2: it was certainly a year. year i don't know <laughs> if it was better or worse than
3: the last couple I think it was serviceable. I think it was perfectly fine. It was a great year for me personally.
1: I'm going to say this was a year, man, where like 2021 was rough, even going to the beginning of this year was rough. But the huge win for me, man, was just this was a year where I found just a little bit more time to step the fuck back, finally become a fucking human being again, develop some interests, but more importantly, just kind of redevelop and deepen the relationships with my fucking friends. And with you, Stina, with you, man. Val,
2: yeah. through this
1: podcast, I am just—I am so blessed to have the fucking friends that I do. That we—that we have fun on and off work here at Joyride, and we—and our pat—and our friendships extend not just here at the company but outside, and we just continue to grow as creatives and work together and have great time. I—I can—I cannot overstate that I cannot take my friendship with you for granted, Val. I mean, oh. I mean, if you want to make Stina feel fucking jealous right now, Val, <laughs> you're the first person that I fuck with because you, you always had this thing, man, where we met after we end a call and you say, I love you and you leave. And I just like, yeah. I, I used to have such fucking trust issues. And I'm like, what do you mean? I love you. Like, bro, <laughs> bullshit, fuck, bro. Fuck <laughs> off. You are the first person I generally like in, in a better part of a decade said, I love you back generally. Aww. Aww. Like, and that means the word to me. Like, you opened me up to fucking love again. I owe it to you, the relationship I now have with Steena, Oh, say, it,
3: that doesn't make me jealous. That just makes me grateful. Because <laughs> this is the year
1: where me and Steena, after years of flirtation, and if it, well, they won't be, like, <laughs> if, if you thought Hajime no Ippo had the worst love story, Steena and I finally, after like five years, finally tied it up this fucking year.
3: Hell yeah! And and, mm-hmm.
1: and 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 it became a fucking political wedding. She fucking came <laughs> here. She's now the new COO of Joint Entertainment. That's the reason why <laughs> I have the time now mm-hmm. to fucking be a fucking person. Because now she's the other half, and we also got to give props to Mr. Cody Rock. Hell yeah! The producer of the, this podcast would be impossible without Cody Rock. It especially would not be on YouTube without Cody Rock. Mm-hmm. And it is a fucking sin. ...that we still have not gotten him on an episode of this podcast. It's because we record while he's at work. We need to make the time and give him a fucking episode, man. Hell yeah. Because this man is an industry... This is a a guy who's going to be making waves very soon in the industry... ...if he isn't already, because he is the guy's guy in VO. Everybody loves Cody Rock. Mm. And we do too, and we love having him. He's the third head of the Joyride Demon. And he's part of the reason why this was such a better year for us and we also have to thank you the listener joycast was so important this we learn. we it's through this podcast that we get to learn and interact with you we've got we've become better i hate it feels so predatory and corporate to say that we've developed relationships with you the audience but we have through this podcast we really have I to say like, this we, is different. And we love to hear more from you and interact with you. Again, the public side of Discord is always open for free. And mm-hmm. if you want to throw another dollar on Discord, you get access to to the more specific parts of our Discord, the more private elements where we really dig into My Academia and One Piece and Chainsaw Man and stuff.
3: But even on the like And we have a good time, time to have more inside. Like I feel like every single one of you that joins builds the community and I feel like you guys just being there makes things live and gives us a little more fuel to keep going
1: we are nothing without eyes we are nothing without you if you're not watching if you're not supporting that's it that's it we can't keep this going we're we're old now we're old (laughs) we're old we we don't operate on we live in our parents basement and we use gift cards to get a fucking microphone and one man show it and do it on our part time this is our job and if you don't support it we don't have this job anymore and we have to go back to our day jobs. Yep. We can. We're we're not going to be homeless after this.
2: I'm going so back to So don't feel you know, that I'm pressure not going but say back. that you I'm lo- going to university.
1: Val Val's going back to university. Yeah, but to get to start working, you're going to university so you can also work at entertainment. And you know, I will yeah. be headhunting your. Ass. I am I am tired of Val's tired gonna be of being, my first intern. I'm <laughs> tired
2: of I am tired of being freelance and like getting into this through hobbies, because that is how I got yep. here. Yeah, yeah, I've been I getting li-
1: emails from interns, and I'm like, bro, I'm waiting for Val's email to be my intern. <laughs> uh, but yes, but I, we can't do this without you. We are so fucking grateful to you all we survived this year we could have died this year and you guys fucking latched on to our new strategy these new podcasts these new parodies you said we're we're, we're building back from the ground up and you guys are buying into it and we're here to stay hopefully we got to survive another year but i but last year i didn't think we're gonna make it this year all the love and hope in the world i am Mm. excited i cannot wait for you guys to see what we got
3: coming next um any last word from you two
2: Merry fucking I mean, Christmas everyone
3: Merry Christmas we're gonna be back to kick it in the ass again next year and uh pretty much ditto what Ivan said that's thanks to all of you so yeah uh yeah bless uh fucking stay n- safe blessed bless you happy mess. Saturnalia um we love y'all have the best one keep it
1: safe e- even if the family situation ain't good if you got friends you've got contacts if it's your other fellow joy boys man rally it the fuck up i for the first time this year i'm going to enjoy the fucking holidays so you better fucking do it too (laughs) everyone peace take care see you next year on the train
0: (laughs) mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Death Battle, Tribe 9, Lackadaisy Cats, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey, with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lofi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Pejovic. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions LLC and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. This month's highest tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Gooner Bear, Mary Bowtie, and Hope D. Cruz. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans, cast, and crew, or early access to all of our content, be sure to check out Joyride Entertainment's Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.